Drive Time News Flash. 30 minutes, 45 commercial free minutes for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, actor Edward Norton cracks the code on President Trump. He sure did. Did you know how brilliant and insightful and brave Edward Norton is? I mean, he. Well, it sounds like he is speaking truth to power. He really AF. is. He made a bold move today and he released this tweet thread giving his thoughts on what Trump is actually doing. And Twitter is going wild over it because it's so insightful and because he has credibility. Credibility because, as you'll see, every tweet that retweets his tweet thread says, Edward Norton. The son of a federal prosecutor. Not a real thing, according to the Constitution. No, there's no federal prosecutor in the Constitution. He's the son of a federal prosecutor. Uh, okay, Therefore, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> he understands what Trump is really thinking. Did you know that? That is that's the reasoning there. I'm dying to know what Trump really is thinking. I'll read you the threat. Thank God for Edward Norton having the courage to speak out. He's putting his own his life, his future. <laughs> Jeopardy. He might get blacklisted in Hollywood. He might get every job and every movie. Say, hey, come a job. He spoke out against Trump. Edward Norton tweeted, I'm no political pundit, but I grew up with a dad who was a federal prosecutor. Oh, was his dad a federal prosecutor? Apparently so. And he taught me a lot. And I've also sat a fair amount of poker with serious players. And I'll say this. I do not think Trump is trying to make his base happy or is laying the groundwork for his own network or that chaos is what he loves. The core of it is that he knows he's in deep, multidimensional legal jeopardy, and this defines his every action. He says, we're seeing, one, a tactical delay of the transition to buy time for a cover-up and evidence of suppression, and two, above all, a desperate endgame. It gets better. Which And to a desperate end game, which is to create enough chaos and anxiety about the peaceful transfer of power and fear of irreparable damage to the system that he can cut a Nixon-style deal in exchange for finally conceding. But he doesn't have the cards. It's his bluff. His bluff after the flop has been called in court. His turn card bluff will be an escalation, and his river card bluff could be really ugly. But they have to be called. We cannot let this mobster bully the U.S. into a deal to save his ass by threatening our democracy. That's his play, but he's got junk in his hands, so call him on it. And then he... This is Hold the last on. one I'll read, because he's got a... It's still, he goes Are on, it gets pettier me? and pettier. He says, I will allow... That he's also a whiny, sulky, petulant, grinchy, vindictive little ten-ply, super soft bitch who no doubt is just throwing a wicked pout fest and trying to give a tiny hand middle finger to the whole country <laughs> for pure spite without a single thought for the dead and dying. Without a single thought for the dead and dying. <laughs> oh, wow. He threw in every single insult that you hear from the mainstream about Trump and that Last one I read. But tiny hands, that's below the belt. That is also hack, the tiny hands joke. Okay. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Below Be a little the belt. more creative there, Edward. Anyway, look, listen, wow. Okay, so he goes on, that's all, there's too much there. There's a lot there. It's it went just, on and on. It's all but stupid. here's the funny thing, is that, so he lists out all the all the flack that's been thrown out, like, oh, he's going to start his own network. Like, people have sent these conspiracy theories to me along the way. Anything that rises to the surface of Edward Norton's 
tweet rants is probably been put there, but I will tell you. That's a good point. That's not a new thought about the network stuff. No, no, no. That's something that people are saying. And they said that from four years ago, remember? He's going to lose, and then he's going to get a show on Fox. Remember? That was before he won. I think he's more likely to brand it, like we talked about before, than actually be on the show. I think he's made enough money to hire somebody to do everything and he's just going to golf forever. But I will say what Edward Norton said, it's your classic like uh, misdirection or hiding in plain sight that I've always thought that everything that is happening to Trump or that people say about Trump is real, like the impeachment and the Ukrainian thing and the corruption and all of that stuff is really about Biden and that he's running so that you know, the bright light will cast a dark shadow on his background or so that he himself can cover up the, his billion dollar or however much it is Chinese investment that, from what I understand, they didn't even pay for. That what Edward Norton is saying is Trump is using his position. He's using this smoke and mirrors. He's using this noise to obscure his legal problems. That's what I think Biden might be up to. You know what I mean? I completely agree. That seems to be what Biden was up to when Trump got impeached, that they were trying to cover up for him. Not only is Edward Norton trending his name, but his his phrase, his call to action, his slogan. Oh, what is the call to action? That's what I was going to ask you. What is he saying? We, we have to call his bluff. What does that mean? Count the ballots? Call period, his period, bluff period. That's how he wrote it, by the way. Call his bluff (laughs) is trending. Hashtag call his bluff. Call period. What this puts out there to me is that he's speaking to, I guess, anybody who might cut a deal. Maybe he's speaking to people on the inside who might cut a deal. They think that Trump is trying to cut some sort of deal where he, he he will step down if they promise not to. I just go wanna, after him legally after because there's they say they're going to go after him and try and prosecute Trump like they said they're going to try and prosecute Hillary lock him last up. time yeah lock him up and yeah, he's trying to nice. cut a deal to wiggle out of that and Edward Norton's saying call his bluff we want him in jail because he's a monster oh okay so in order to do that in order to call his bluff you have to show your hands which means you have to count the ballots. And certify the electors. That's 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 no, you cannot say that. That's wrong. That's <laughs> I'm just evil. saying. And if that's a state level thing, which Trump does not outright control or we wouldn't be here. Right. Am I wrong? Why? Why is it incumbent? Why is he the jerk for not conceding in what may be the closest presidential race ever? Where in Georgia, they're still not illegally, mind you, not calling, not fully certified 100 percent of the districts. They said this morning they were going to certify, and at one point there was an announcement that made it seem like they did certify, and then the Secretary of State had to come back out and clarify that they still have not certified, but that they expect to certify later today. I'm interested in the Ossoff race. That's the one where the, there is 1% of districts, not precincts, not reporting. I want, and that's the difference maker. Or he would If Purdue got not even half of those... There would not be a runoff. I want to know the answer. And maybe one day we'll get it. Maybe in 50 years. 
What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. I saw this article that it was in, I think, was it Vanity Fair? Some article that said, will COVID be the end of Davos? <laughs> okay, so just get your mind around that. And of course, I tweeted, unlikely since Davos created COVID, but... We heard Klaus Schwab talk about how the 2021 Davos meeting is when all those global shapers are getting together together, and they are going to really be organizing these plans to implement the Great Reset worldwide. Oh, well, that would then be actually rather convenient that for the first and only time they're doing it virtually because it's normally something like 1,000 people And in this case, they're doing it virtually. So a lot of the big money guys maybe won't show up, but they could have all 15,000 or however many it is of those global shapers, 10,000. But this was what I thought was very interesting about it. It said that the, the price of admissions for that or the price of membership for a year could run as high as more than a million Swiss francs, which is more than a million dollars. And I'm thinking, okay. You're not spending a million dollars on a to be on a mountaintop skiing in Switzerland with great wine and fancy people just for the image. It's a low publicity event as far as pictures and stuff goes. You're doing it because it's worth way more than a million dollars to be there. And after Klaus Schwab demonstrates that he can do event 201 and then promptly shut down the entire world, not single-handedly, with, but with Gates and Johns Hopkins, usher in the brave new world. You think people are, he could charge 10 times that amount because you know the only people or for sure one of the, you may be the only person left standing in your industry. But here was a funny thing. There was a quote from that article that said, well, we, we're not going to be back on the mountaintop this year, or at least maybe not until spring, but it'll get back to normal. And I remember it was just like hit me years ago. I've told you this. My husband said, what do you think's at the bottom of the rabbit hole? And I said, just, I was just thinking of the Knights Templar. And I said, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's on the top of a mountain in Switzerland. (laughs) And then here they're just like, oh, it's the mountaintop in Switzerland. Like, is the freaking euphemism for the rabbit hole? And it is a Knights Templar thing, too. I mean, I don't think any of this is a coincidence. But it might be, regardless, there is no, I mean, not even to a one in COVID, I just mean Switzerland, but they, Davos is here to stay, my friend. I think so as well. (laughs) And John Kerry made an appearance at the World Economic Forum, one of their virtual discussions where the former Secretary of State said that the Great Reset is urgently needed to stop the rise of populism. He said the notion of a reset is more important than ever before. I personally believe we're at the dawn of an extremely exciting time. I think Europe has to look at that with Brexit and the rising national populism, nationalistic populism, which is really one of the priorities that we all have to address. You can't dismiss it. That sounds a lot like the clip that we heard 
during that Rockfin, the last Rockfin video we did where they were talking about the thing that stands in the way of their global civil society are these 70 million Trump supporters, the, the guys that voted, guys and gals that voted for him and the anti-globalist sentiment that they represent. They got to snuff it out. Absolutely. And the thing with Kerry, uh, for him to come out and say it, he and Biden and the Bulgers were absolutely their families, not Carrie necessarily, but his stepson and all that were in bed with this Burisma Hunter Biden thing. I mean, Carrie was overseeing yeah, some yeah. really serious Ukrainian stuff with the IMF, um, maybe the World Bank, that Privat Bank in Ukraine. I mean, uh, Biden was the vice president and I believe John Kerry was the secretary of state and they were their their families were involved in some some high dollar value transactions around the stuff they were doing in Ukraine and China. So Carrie's in deep with that crowd. It's just as so far as I'm out concerned. in the open and nobody cares. It, that's the thing. It's like this thing. It's the whole Trump thing. It just, yeah. it cracks me up because I'm like, everything you're saying about him, he is so, Trump is so two bit compared to Biden. Even if everything you say about him and his tiny hands is true. Everything. What? He's paying prostitutes to pee on a bed? Like, that's what you're worried about? Russia is stealing the election for him? Where Where is Russia when you need him? You know, like, what the hell? It's just so crazy. Whereas Biden, I mean, we're talking like three freaking commas. For years, they propagated the hookers peeing on a bed, on Obama's bed, because Trump ordered them to. Yet, pictures, actual pictures and video of Hunter Biden. Yeah, I can't look at that. It's Russian disinformation. It's just so, you know, pointing out the hypocrisy is, it's obviously there and we do it. But it's brainwashing. People have short-circuited, and they are purely emotionally driven right now. Well, that's why I do keep coming back to this idea that not actually certifying Biden or not going through the process, not satisfying our need for objective truth and evidence is is just part of how they want us to yep. just, hey, you're, what basket are you in? Like, Shut the F up about evidence and objectivity and rules and process. Get in your basket. Hey, we, we see you have a parlor account here, so we're going to need you to step over here to the gulag. It'll be fine. You can live in one of the tunnels. They're luxury tunnels. Very few leaks. That yeah. I read you that thing of from Dean, the third to last paragraph of the article. It's 2030. I have nothing. I have no privacy. Yeah, and yeah. Um, life's better. So the tunnels... <laughs> It was obvious, but I didn't know they were like actually writing about it, but they are. Do you ever feel like something is not quite right with the world? Brushfire is a new libertarian thriller packed with twists and turns, including life-changing chaos, a web of government secrets, decentralized freedom cells, and utilizing every tool possible to avoid detection from state agents like using cryptocurrencies, hacking techniques, secure encrypted messaging, and a strong security culture. Henry, Maxine, and their new liberty-minded friends fight against the seemingly never-ending threat of tyranny and injustice and show how liberty in our lifetime is possible, but only through direct action. Get your copy of Brushfire today by visiting libertyunderattack.com slash brushfire or via Amazon. For audio listeners, a 15-hour audiobook has been newly released via Audible and libertyunderattack.com. 
Speaking of sinister overlords, I think we both flagged the same article about George Soros. I don't know if mine was from CNN, but it was a debunkery. George Soros <laughs> finally speaks out against right wing conspiracies and then lists a bunch of things that I actually immediately went and found the evidence for, even though the article started with the phrase, without a shred of evidence, mind you. They say that Soros supports and funds such groups as Antifa and similar activist groups, Black Lives Matter. I mean, you can find one or two degrees of separation where fun groups fund groups. You can get back to Soros pretty easily. But the, the thing that... And that's uh, they, how it works. People fund things through front organizations so they can separate themselves from them. And actually, the way campaign finance laws work and stuff like that, they because you can't actually give X amount of dollars, what firms will do, I mean, I don't like it at all, but they will go, say they have 10,000 employees, they will send out an email that says, <clears throat> the this candidate is interested in this policy, which will be better for this company. If you want to donate $1,000, click here. All and, over Stacey Abrams' <clears throat> donation documents yeah, and so stuff like that. The one thing, I stopped reading the article after the first item I actually looked into. I debunked it. I moved on. It said, Ted Cruz made up this stuff about George Soros funding John Kasich. And I'm thinking, I'm sure he didn't make that up. You know, I mean, these big guys will fund numerous people. It's pretty easy to verify, you know? Right. So I immediately looked up and there was just like article after article, like a simple web search will find that the first two, you know, and I didn't, I didn't click through to those sources because that stuff just disappears. But it was in evidence that Soros and Soros connected people had contributed to Kasich. And you have said that about Stacey Abrams. There was a DA in, I think, Portland, where they said, well, he's not, he's being accused of being one of the DAs or AGs that was in place, put in place by Soros. And, and they said, but he's not. So I looked and John Legend, I think, had supported him with the help of some other organization. So I clicked through, did a little investigation on the organization, and they had funding from a Soros funded group. I mean, they, they will they will say overtly that he's not behind this stuff, but it doesn't take that long to find it. No, it doesn't. And the one that I saw was a fact check from CNN about Dominion voting systems. And they say facts first. <laughs> <laughs> and then the lies will come second. Yeah. It's like a fact sandwich. We're going to just sandwich these facts between two big fat pieces of lies. Yeah. <laughs> they say Powell claimed that widely used voting machines from the election Sydney technology- Powell. Uh, Trump's lawyer looking yeah. at the election so that the election technology company Dominion voting systems featured software created at the direction of former Venezuelan president Hugo Chavez to swing his own election results and that the company has ties to the Clinton Foundation and Soros. And then facts first, none of this is true. Dominion has <laughs> no corporate ties with Venezuela and the Clinton <laughs> oh Foundation or George Soros. And then when you go and you actually read the article, it says in the article, Smartmatic was founded in Florida by two Venezuelans and did provide <laughs> election it. technology to the Venezuelan government. And then it goes on to say, while Dominion did agree to donate its technology to emerging democracies as part of the program run by the Clinton Foundation, according to the foundation's website, 
So yeah, there there's some maybe not corporate ties, but sure some know, right, ties right. to me. And right. finally, it says, <laughs> and while the chairman of the board of Smartmatic's parent company is also on the board of a foundation run by George Soros. Open Society Foundation Soros himself is not involved with either company. It's like looking at a spider web that holds together, that spans like, you know, whatever, from one side of a pool or something, which spans an entire doorway. You can't go through the doorway without breaking the web. The whole web is just there. And you're like, see, this isn't. George Soros is not connected to that part of the web. Yeah. Okay. Like that is not where the, see the George Soros piece of the web is up here in the upper left-hand corner. It's like, well, it's looking very Soros-y. I mean, to me, I'm not, I'm never going to be on the board of a Soros related foundation. Why? Because I'm not doing Soros's bidding. That's yeah. Stacey Abrams has taken over that job. Who, Stacey Abrams, did you see what she did yesterday? Oh, I think I might have seen a screenshot of it. It was kind of crazy looking. Last night, there was a rap battle televised and on the web between Gucci Mane and Jeezy. And before it started, they had a special guest pop up on the big screen behind them. And that was Stacey Abrams, who was there to talk about registering to vote in the Georgia Senate runoff. And it was interesting because the rappers were prepared for the rap battle like boxers would. So they're kind of moving around. They're eyeing each other. Not at all interested in Stacey Abrams or listening. And so Stacey says, hi, I'm Stacey Abrams, kind of expecting a, a welcoming. Ah, we love you. And then there was an awkward silence. And then one of them was like, yeah, they just kind of looked at him like that. And Stacey's talking about stuff about... About voting and was she rapping it? No, she wasn't. I was hoping she would. And one of them goes, "Can you?" One of them goes, "Can you clear my record?" Talking about his prison record. And nice, good in. answer. Yeah, Stacy jumped in, and started saying stuff. And they weren't really listening. And then there was another awkward moment of silence. And one of them go, one of them breaks it by going, "Yeah, yeah, babe, we got you, babe." Yeah, shut the f up. We shorty. got you, babe. To Stacy, I, I don't know if anybody's ever called Stacy Abrams babe before. Maybe, maybe they have, but. This is what I was talking about. Babe, when it comes, asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to getting people who are younger, the 17-year-olds turning 18 and the younger group to vote, is they're going to these, these types of events where they can reach them through, I'm cool, I'm a rapper, it's your first time voting, come on out here, we'll tell you who to vote for. Did they have her logo or anything? Because that reminds me of that story I tell you about Peru, where we were there and they were having an election, but a lot of the people are illiterate. So they were like, vote for the pencil. That's a good question. So these I- guys were clearly not engaged, right? So their listeners aren't engaged. I'm not, I would not be engaged if I didn't feel like it was important. They were ready to start rapping, stage. is what they were yeah. ready to do. So nobody's really going to be absorbing her words, but, but maybe. Did they get if the they, symbol, the image? <laughs> did they get I would have to look at it again. I watched it on Twitter on a small Or some screen. catchphrase, you know, something that just, you know, makes it like, oh, yeah, I heard about that. That's a good question. I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. I watched it, but it was on a tiny screen, and so I'll need to blow the screen up to get a better idea. But she's trying to drive people to vote for John Ossoff, and... Because John Ossoff and Joe Biden speak truth to power? 
Now, I don't have to tell you or anyone listening that the news is biased. All news is biased. Whether intentional or unintentional, there's always at least some level of bias in the news that we consume. And this bias does impact how we see the world. Fortunately, Ground News is making it a lot easier for us to quickly recognize this bias. Ground News is a new app that provides readers with objective data about the underlying political bias in all published news stories. It's the first ever news comparison platform. Here's how it works. Ground News collects data from over 50,000 news sources and runs a real-time media bias tracking. Then, the coverage bias rating is visually shown alongside the story. For every story that you read, you can compare how reporting differs across sources with different political biases and see if the coverage of the story skews more to the left or more to the right. Now, Ground News represents a larger movement of people who are fed up with traditional, highly politicized news. No one wants to be spoon-fed ideas or subtly influenced in covert ways. What Ground News does is gives the power to the people so that you can make up your own mind. If you want to learn more and try out Ground News for yourself, and I highly recommend that you do, head on over to ground.news slash prop. That's ground.news slash prop and enter the code prop that's spelled P-R-O-P in all caps to get one month free of Ground News Pro. And as an exclusive limited time offer, listeners of the Propaganda Report will get 20% off Ground News premium membership. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to ground.news slash prop and start judging the truth for yourself today. And another thing that Ossoff is doing is he is vowing to end Georgia's right to work protections. You know, people used to call saying how awesome it was like that's why they lived in Georgia. Here's what right to work protections do for actors, because I've benefited from these protections as well, is you can be a part of a SAG production and you can actually become SAG eligible a lot easier in Georgia than you can in somewhere somewhere like in LA where you're required to be in SAG because it's it's a conundrum of you can only cast SAG actors. If you're not a SAG actor, you can't get cast. So therefore it makes it difficult to get that to break in. But in Georgia, because it's the right to work state. To be eligible, you have to have a certain number of hours or credits. It was credits. I haven't looked at it. Ever since I got eligible, I haven't looked at it, which was years ago. So I don't know. But you didn't join because then you have to pay, right? Yeah. I never joined it because it, I didn't have to because I, right. I was in Georgia. And you can work on independent productions and independent productions can get actors that are trained actors that are professional actors to work on their production because they don't have to pay the SAG standard. They don't have to pay $900 a day, which a SAG, at least that used to be what, what the rate was. So. It helps indie films to be right to work. Not being right to work makes it harder for them to get actors in their films because they can't afford to pay them. And for an individual actor, it makes it harder to break in to acting when you take away the right to work privileges. I wonder if that kind of <clears throat> idea scales across. I mean, I remember in New York growing up, the, the unions just absolutely locked up industry after industry. You just couldn't. I mean, a guy would try to get into the union like that would be your life's goal. And you'd have to know people. And then once you got there, they'd tell you to work a little slower, yada, yada. Yeah. But I've, I've heard people uh, be unca- unhappy with being forced to join a union. And I've never heard anyone say the opposite. It's when I worked, example. when I was taking calls in Georgia. Do I? When I was taking calls in Georgia, nobody ever called with anything. But that's like was a big selling point. This to me is another example of what you have talked a lot about. It is a regulation that would 
crush the little guy, whether it's independent films or the newer actor, and benefit the people who are already in or who have enough money to pay to cover the regulation. Yeah, they're called regulatory barriers to entry. And what they do is they raise the prices of things, they reduce the competition, and they make a lot of times just oligopolies. So the only people who are going to be able to make movies perhaps will be big movie houses who are in on their they are a lot of times they're diversified conglomerates or whatever so they have they have interest in political messaging because they have other investments like oil and gas or big pharma you know so they're going to not take things that have any kind of counter message or even any good message if what they're selling is something that's not great for the culture then they're going to promote you know so little guy is much less likely to benefit from a, a bigger agenda and it just goes from there. That's why it, that's the fascism I was talking about in yesterday's show. If you missed it, like like this, I had this like I thought it was a pretty good insight that fascism not only spreads the wealth between the government guys and the corporate guys, it helps tyrants with enforcing de facto rules and legislation on people because they get the businesses in order for them to want to be a part of that that scratch my back, scratch yours, those businesses have to make certain standards of behavior. And uh, if you don't have it, they exclude you from the marketplace. It's just legislation and enforcement without all the transparency and accountability. ESG standards, great reset. They want to hold corporate right. and individuals, this global social score they want to force people to meet. W was that in one of the Rockfin videos? Great, re One of the three great reset ones? It is likely in all of them, from what I recall. <laughs> yeah, I think it might have been in the first one. I think we've got some good stuff going. I just put up a, I'm going to open up if people want to be a patron saint and a Rockfin subscriber. I've got a deal going right now. Let me know tomorrow. Oh, we're going to do a live stream, a Rockfin live stream on Tuesday. That's going to be great. We have a DPP today. It's a VIP DPP. So you got to be a friend of the show or a patron saint. Um, this is the one we do a month for that crowd. And that's going to be uh, super duper fun. And we do have time left. I, I jumped the gun with my public service announcements. Oh, did you? Did a we, little bit. You want me to tell you what? Sidney Powell said today after the Rudy Giuliani yeah. press conference yesterday. Yep. After the press conference, there was tweets from Lynn Wood talking about and an interview talking about Trump would have won 400, 400 electors. Really? That's what he said. Lynn Wood? Yeah. Lynn Wood is the Richard Jewell MAGA hat kid defamation lawyer with a great reputation for it's, being good at that. And Sidney Powell has a good reputation too. And they're both making oh, pretty, she? pretty big claims and wow. not, not providing the evidence. I haven't seen the evidence yet, but they are making pretty big claims. And here's what she said today. Sidney Powell claimed Friday that her team will be able to prove in court all of their claims concerning the election within two weeks. We have more evidence now why? than the present population is imprisoned on. It's an interesting phrase. No. Oh, wow. I get what he's saying. People are in jail for less. Yes. Wow. And at the same time, she laughed off the statement from the Dominion voting systems denying the attorney's claims that the company's software was used to pull votes away from Trump and give them to Biden. She laughed off their defense. Well, look, if they have the evidence sooner rather than later, it's a little 
it's a little... What are they waiting for, is the question. Yeah, what are they waiting for? I mean, I guess they want more. They want to come out with their guns a-blazing, but I believe December 14th is a very serious deadline for them to try to... It's being teased out, just yeah. like the initial election results were. The counting is going to be completed just after this weekend. Each day, they kept pulling us along, and this is another example of us being drawing the narrative out. I want to hear the Ossoff stuff. Should I tell you a little... Uh, note from our friend Andrew yeah, in Alaska. It's interesting for people because we t- today L.A. is implementing a curfew. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Curfew. And Dean was, <laughs> tweeted like, I'd really like to see the science behind that. And of course, as soon as they said it, I started laughing. I was like, OK, so the virus gets like the nighttime and you can do two people in an elevator unless it's rush hour that you can do four because the virus is kind of considerate when it comes to yeah, that it all sort makes of perfect thing. sense <laughs> well andrew said he just got a call from a state public health nurse telling him someone on his flight from colorado to alaska had tested positive for covid he is therefore considered a close contact and must quarantine for 14 days, even though he has no symptoms. It's day five. And the kicker is they're trying to go on vacation with their new baby who we shouted out, little baby Edie. And the doctor's office won't see her to give her her immunization. So that might be impairing his ability to go on vacation. Now, I personally wonder if that little sweet little baby isn't better off without her immunizations. I don't know. But... He wants them and he should have them if he wants them, not this kind of without evidence idea that he's going to spread this stuff around. Wasn't the shutdown in California due to one person lying? I think that was Australia. Australia. An Australian pizza place. It, I don't know. Crazy. I can't keep up with it because here's the thing. They don't... They don't come out with like these super big lies. So the thing about asymptomatic viral shedding was about one incident in Germany in February that was debunked by the German authorities within days and yet continued to be cited by Fauci as the reason. Similarly, they're changing the exposure threshold based on this Vermont corrections officer who all the people at work in the environment they were talking about who was exposed to the same thing he was did not get it. And there were people outside his work who were not even tested for it. So they're completely without any rigor taking one anecdote and extrapolating into these policies that would never pass scrutiny. Any kind of It's a form of terrorism of abuse uh, in, in a relationship or a so when you train a dog or even just in regular relationships, consistency is what helps you. I, I shouldn't have compared training a dog with being in a relationship. That's not what I intended. <laughs> is that why your shirt literally says, says Mr. Mr. Wrong? Wrong. Yeah. I think I told you before I got this from a girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. But when you train a dog and you just fly off the handle, you're not consistent with your rules or in any situation, if you're not yeah. consistent with the rules and everything it seems arbitrary, just in the moment, somebody flies off the handle and, and you don't, people don't know how to behave. They don't know what to expect. And psychologically, that puts them on edge. They're always uncertain, wondering if they do something that could just arbit- arbitrarily get them thrown in prison or, or condemned. Yes, it's totally unnerving, but there are studies about that for kids. You have to be consistent. If you're inconsistent, you actually reinforce bad behavior. 
because everyone always thinks they're going to get away with it. So if they say, well, you could, or it might, then you'll, you're always going to take chances. Whereas if, if it's, if it's always true, you will, you can count on the fact that you are going to have known consequences. If you do kind of test that out and you see the consequences, you're, it's like the elephant who you could take the chain off and it still wouldn't move, or you could chain it to uh, a dandelion after it's been chained to a tree and it just won't even bother because it's, it knew from its testing that it couldn't move when it had the chain on. This lack of clarity and confusion and uncertainty, not knowing what to expect, begs for organization and structure. It begs for someone to step in and just tell oh. us what we're supposed to do. Just give us a great, a great reset so we uh. know how we're supposed to behave. All right, I've got so much for the patron 15. We'll have done 15 extra minutes of this before we get to that. That's too much for anybody. It's too much, even for the propaganda report. Super fan. Never enough. I'm a super fan. I you guys can find your drive time news blast every week <laughs> afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report, become a patron. Check us out on Rockfin where we do video podcast as well. And we will talk to y'all next week. We're on the Patreon 15. Have a great weekend. <laughs> yes. Come on, man. It's Friday. We need a little extra, not a little less. Come on, man.